0: Chapter 2 It was so sudden and so horribly unlike anything that had ever happened to Diggory, even in a nightmare, that he let out a scream. Instantly, Uncle Andrew's hand was over his mouth. None of that, he hissed in Diggory's ear. If you start making a noise, your mother will hear it, and you know what a fright might do to her. As Diggory said afterward, the horrible meanness of getting at a chap in that way almost made him sick. But of course, he didn't scream again. "'That's better,' said Uncle Andrew. "'Perhaps you couldn't help it. "'It is a shock when you first see someone vanish. "'Why, it even gave me a turn "'when the getting pig did it the other night.' "'Was that when you yelled?' asked Diggory. "'Oh, you heard that, did you? "'I hope you haven't been spying on me.' "'No, I haven't,' said Diggory indignantly. "'But what's happened to Polly?' "'Congratulate me, my dear boy,' said Uncle Andrew, rubbing his hands. "'My experiment has succeeded.' The little girl's gone. Vanished. Right out of the world. What have you done to her? Sent her to, well, to another place. What do you mean? asked Diggory. Uncle Andrew sat down and said, Well, I'll tell you all about it. Have you ever heard of old Mrs. Le Fay? Wasn't she a great aunt or something? Diggory asked. Not exactly, Andrew replied. She was my godmother. That's her there on the wall. Diggory looked and saw a faded photograph. It showed the face of an old woman in a bind. And he could now remember that he had once seen a photo of the same face in an old drawer at home in the country. He had asked his mother who it was, and mother had not seemed to want to talk about the subject much. It was not at all a nice face, Diggory thought, though of course with those early photographs one could never really tell. Was there, wasn't there, something wrong about her, Uncle Andrew? Diggory asked. Well, Uncle Andrew chuckled. It depends on what you call wrong. People are so narrow-minded. She certainly got very queer in later life, did very unwise things. That was why they shut her up. Shut her up in an asylum, you mean? Oh no, 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 said Andrew in a shocked voice. Nothing of that sort, only in prison, I say, said Diggory, what had she done? Ah, oh, poor woman, said Uncle Andrew. She had been very unwise. There were a good many different things. We needn't go into all of that. she was but she was always very kind to me. Look here, what has all this got to do with Polly? I do wish that you'd. "'All in good time, my boy,' said Uncle Andrew. Let old, "'They let old Mrs. Le Fay out before she died, "'and I was one of the very few people "'whom she would allow to see her in her last illness. "'She had got to dislike ordinary, ignorant people. "'You do understand. "'I, myself, do the same thing. "'But she and I were interested in the same sort of things. "'It was only a few days before her death,' that she told me to go to an old bureau in her house and open a secret drawer and bring her a little box that I would find there. The moment I picked that box up, I could tell by the prickling in my fingers that I held some great secret in my hands. She gave it to me and made me promise that as soon as she died, I would burn it, unopened, with a certain ceremony. But, alas, that promise I did not keep. "'Well, then, it was just jolly rotten of you,' said Diggory. "'Rotten?' said Uncle Andrew with a puzzled look. "'Oh, I see. You mean that little boys ought to keep their promises?' "'Very true. Most right and proper, I'm sure, and I'm very glad that you've been taught to do it. "'But, of course, you must understand that rules of that sort, "'however excellent they may be for little boys and servants and women,' and even people in general can't possibly be expected to apply to profound students and great thinkers and sages. No, Diggory, men like me who possess hidden wisdom are freed from common rules just as we are cut off from common pleasures. Ours, my boy, is a high and lonely destiny. As he said this, he sighed and looked so grave and noble and mysterious that for a second... Digger really thought he was saying something rather fine, but then he remembered the ugly look he had seen on his uncle's face the moment before Polly had vanished, and all at once he saw through Uncle Andrew's grand words. "'All it means,' he said to himself, "'is that he thinks he can do anything he likes and to get anything he wants.'" "'Of course,' said Uncle Andrew. I didn't dare to open the box for a very long time, for I knew it might contain something highly dangerous. for my godmother was a very remarkable woman. The truth is, she was one of the last mortals in this country to have fairy blood in her. She said there had been two others in her time: one was a duchess and the other was a charwoman or something. In fact, Digger, you are now talking to the last man possibly who really had a very godmother there. "'That'll be something for you to remember when you are an old man yourself.' "'I bet she was a bad fairy,' Tiggery thought to himself, but then added out loud. "'But what about Polly?' "'How you do harp on about that,' said Uncle Andrew, as if that, that was what really mattered. "'My first task was, of course, to study the box itself. "'It was very ancient, and I knew enough even then to know that it wasn't Greek.' or Old Egyptian, Babylonian, Hittite, or Chinese. It was older than any of those nations. Ah, that was a great day when I at last found out the truth. The box was Atlantean. It came from the lost island of Atlantis. That meant it was centuries older than any of the Stone Age things they dig up in Europe. And it wasn't a rough, crude thing like them either for in the very dawn of time, Atlantis was already a great city with palaces and temples and learned men. He paused for a moment, as if he expected Diggory to say something. But Diggory was disliking his uncle more every minute, so he remained silent and didn't say anything. Meanwhile, continued Uncle Andrew, I was learning a good deal in other ways. It wouldn't be proper to explain them to a child about magic and... That meant that I came to have a fair idea of what sort of things might be in the box. By various tests, I narrowed down the possibilities. I had to get to know some, well, some devilish queer people, and go through some very disagreeable experiences. That was what turned my head gray. One doesn't become a magician for nothing. My health broke down in the end, but I got better, and at last I actually knew Although there was not really the least chance of anyone overhearing them, he leaned forward and almost whispered as he continued. The Atlantean box contained something that had been brought from another world when our world was only just beginning. What? asked Diggory, who was now quite interested in spite of himself. Oh, only dust, said Uncle Andrew. Fine, dry dust. Nothing much to really look at. Not much to show for a lifetime of toil, you might say. Uh, But when I looked at that dust, I took jolly good care of it, not to touch it, and thought that every grain had once been in another world. I don't mean another planet, you know, but, you know, they're part of our world, and you could get to know them if you went far enough, but a really other world, another nature, another universe, somewhere you would never reach, even if you traveled through space of this universe forever and ever. A world that could be reached only by magic. Well, here Uncle Andrew rubbed his hands till his knuckles cracked like fireworks. Well, I knew, he went on, that if only you could get into the right form, that dust would draw you back to the place it had come from. But the difficulty was to get it in the right form. My earlier experiments were all failures. I tried them on guinea pigs. Some of them only died. Some exploded like little bombs. "'That was a jolly cruel thing to do,' said Diggory, who had once had a guinea pig of his own. "'How do you keep getting off point?" said Uncle Andrew. "'That's what the creatures were for. I bought them myself.' "'Let me see, where was I? Ah, yes. At last I succeeded in making the rings. The yellow ones. "'But now a new difficulty arose. I was pretty sure now that a yellow ring would send any creature that touched it into the other place.' But what would be the good of that if I couldn't get them back to tell me what they had found there? And what about them? asked Degory. A nice mess they'd be in if they couldn't get back. You will keep on looking at everything from the wrong point of view, said Uncle Andrew with a look of impatience. Can't you understand that the thing is a great experiment? The whole point of sending anyone to the other planet is that I want to find out what it's like. Well, why don't you do it yourself, then? Diggory had hardly ever seen anyone look so surprised so surprised, and so offended as his Uncle Andrew did at that moment with that simple question. Me? Me? he exclaimed. The boy must be mad. A man of my time of life and in my state of health risk the shock and dangers of being flung suddenly into a different universe. I've never heard anything so preposterous in all my life. Do you realize what you're saying? Think what another world means. You might mean anything. Anything. And I suppose you've sent Polly into it then, said the DeGree, His cheeks were now flaming with anger. And all I can say, he added, even if you are my uncle, is that you've behaved like a coward, sending a girl in a place, to a place you're afraid to go to yourself. Silence, sir, said Uncle Andrew, bringing his hands down on the table. I will not be talked to the like that by a little dirty schoolboy. You don't seem to understand. I'm the great scholar, the magician, the adept who is doing the experiment. Of course I need subjects to do it on. Bless my soul. He'll be telling me next that I ought to have asked the guinea pig's permissions before I used them. No great wisdom can be reached without sacrifice. But the idea of my going myself is ridiculous. "'That's like asking a general to fight as a common soldier. "'Suppose I got killed? What could become of my life's work?' "'Oh, do stop jawing,' said Diggory. "'Are you going to bring Polly back or not?' "'I was going to tell you when you so rudely interrupted me,' said Uncle Andrew, "'that I did at last find a way of doing the return journey. "'The green rings bring you back.' "'But Polly hasn't got a green ring.' "'Oh, no,' said Uncle Andrew with a cruel smile. "'Then she can't get back,' shouted Diggory. "'And it's exactly the same as if you've murdered her.' "'Oh, she can get back,' said Uncle Andrew, "'if someone else will go after her wearing a yellow ring himself "'and taking two green rings, one to bring himself back and one to bring her back.' "'Now, of course, Diggory saw the trap in which she was caught.' He stared at Uncle Andrew, saying nothing, with his mouth wide open. His cheeks had suddenly gone very pale. "'I hope,' said Uncle Andrew presently in a very high and mighty voice, just as if he were a perfect uncle who had given one a handsome tip and some good advice. "'I hope, Diggory, you are not given to showing the white feather. "'I should be very sorry to think that anyone in our family had not enough honor and chivalry.' go to the aid of um, a lady in distress oh shut up said Diggory if you had any honor and all that you'd be going yourself but I know you won't all right I see I've got to go but you are a beast I suppose you planned the whole thing so that she'd go without knowing it and then I'd have to go after her oh of course said Uncle Andrew with his hateful smile very well I'll go but there's one thing I jolly well mean to say first. I didn't believe in magic until today. I see now it's real. Well, if it is, I suppose all the old fairy tales are more or less true, and you are simply a wicked, cruel magician like the ones in the story. Well, I've never read a story in which people of that sort weren't paid out in the end, and I bet you will be, and it'll serve you right. Of all the things Diggory had said, this was the first that... Really went home. Uncle Andrew started, and there came over his face, a look of such horror that, beast though he was, you could almost feel sorry for him. But a second later, he smoothed it all away and said so with a rather forced laugh, well, well, I suppose that's a natural thing for a child to think brought up among women, as you have been old wives' tales, eh? Huh? Well, I think I don't think you need to worry about my danger Diggory." Wouldn't it be better to worry about the danger of your little friend? She's been there some time. If there are any dangers over there, well, it would be a pity to arrive a moment too late. A lot you care, said Diggory fiercely, but I'm sick of all this drawl. All what have I got to do? You really must learn to control that temper of yours, my boy, said Uncle Andrew coolly. Otherwise, you'll grow up to be just like your Aunt Letty. "'Now, attend to me.' He got up, put on a pair of gloves, and walked over to the tray that contained the rings. "'They only work, you say, if they're actually touching your skin. "'Wearing gloves, I can pick them up like this, and nothing happens. "'If you carried one in your pocket, nothing would happen. "'But of course, you'd have to be careful not to put your hand in that pocket and touch it by accident. "'The moment you touch a yellow ring, you vanish out of this world.' When you are in the other world, I expect, of course, this hasn't been tested yet, but I expect that the moment you touch a green ring, you finish out of that world, and I expect reappear in this one. Now, if you take two greens and drop them into your right-hand pocket, remember being very careful with which pocket the green ones are in, G for green, R for right, GR, you see, which are the first two letters of green, one for you and one for the little girl. And now you pick up a yellow one for yourself. I should put it on on your finger if I were you. There'd be less chance of dropping it. Diggory almost picked up the yellow ring when he suddenly checked himself. Look here, he said. What about Mother? Supposing she asks where I am. The sooner you go, the sooner you'll be back, said Uncle Andrew cheerfully. But you don't really know whether I can get back. Uncle Andrew just shrugged his shoulders, walked across to the door, unlocked it, threw it open, and said, Oh, very well then, just as you please, go down and have your dinner. Leave the little girl to be eaten by wild animals, or drowned, or starved in the other world, or lost there for good. If you know that's what you would prefer. It's all on, all one to me. Perhaps before tea time, you'd better drop in on Mrs. Plummer and explain that she'll never see her daughter again, because you were too afraid to put on a ring. Oh, by gum, said Diggory, don't I just wish I was big enough to punch your head? Then he buttoned up his coat, took a deep breath, and picked up the ring. And as he thought then, as he always thought afterwards too, that he could not decently have done anything else.